0: you
1: It's Coco Love Alcorn with Rebirth, the title track from her wonderful new album, the follow-up to her very well-received 2016 album Wonderland. Now, Rebirth, like Wonderland, makes great use of Coco's jazz, pop, folk and gospel stylings with a little bit more of an R&B flavour this time around, on a group of songs that are clearly more personal, documenting her own journey towards spiritual growth. And it's an album that is sure to appeal to a growing fan base. To learn more about the new album, we're pleased to welcome Coco LaValcorn back to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to have you join us today. You know, I feel like this is my Coco moment.
2: Oh, hi, Jan. It's so nice to, to chat with you again. And I was trying to remember when we actually first met. I feel like it was like... Six or seven years ago, or or am I wrong? Do you remember?
1: I think it was probably at Eaglewood. My senses that it was. It was certainly a while ago.
2: Yeah, um, you know, cool. and
1: it's a. And so I. So rem- we can
2: agree it was at a time in the past.
1: <laughs> at a time in the past, and I remember you saying to me that you know you were, I think, starting to think about a slightly different direction from where your you know your music had been going. I mean, you, you know, you've been over the years, producing some great, you know, poppy music with some jazz overtones. But I, I always felt that what you were telling me was, I need to be doing a little bit more. I feel that uh, there is more that come needs to come out of me. And I know when we talked at Folk Music Ontario a few years ago, and you actually played live for us and then, and I remember that was when you, you first started to talk about the, or you told us about the fact that you wanted to create an album of, non-denominational gospel songs. And I love the idea that, you know, this is contemporary gospel. It's not tied to any particular spiritual path, but it's an opportunity to you for you to share a lot of your feelings about the subject. And I realize that I may be doing the interview all by myself, and I probably should let you jump in <laughs> here, but uh, is, is that a reasonable way of putting things? Uh, yeah, I think that
2: is a reasonable way of putting things. It's tricky when talking about the spirit to find the right language. Cause it can mean so many different things to different people. And even words like gospel can be tricky. There is some, some gospel influence. I love in that, in that genre of music, how passionate and spirit connected it is. I myself don't, don't come from the deep South. So I don't actually have that same cultural background, uh, but there's definitely some of that influence in there. I I guess I would think of it more like uh, spirit spirit music. It, again, it's so tricky to to talk about because music in general, all music is a place where we can tap in with with our spirit. Yeah, I guess I'm just aiming to get a little closer, as as close as I can. Yeah.
1: But Rebirth seems to follow on from Wonderland. I mean, it it, it certainly has a bit of the same feel. Uh, certainly, I think the R&B side is definitely coming through more stronger now. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in a few moments. But can you talk a little bit about why you decided you wanted to come forward with this album and the songwriting process you went through to, to bring the material together?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think yeah I think you were almost putting it better off the top than I figured out how to put it into words yet. This album does feel a little more personal than than Wonderland. I mean everything on Wonderland came from a personal place but it uh I, it was yeah extended out quite generally and this this album I kept it a little bit more vulnerable and yeah, for the songwriting, I definitely wanted to to kind of journey along that same path that I had started with Wonderland, but to explore further down that, that path. It wasn't a plan to get more vulnerable and more personal, but it's just what happened when I started writing for this record.
1: I'm curious, and I don't want to jump ahead in the interview because I know when we talk about the live experience later. I'm, you know, I'm sure, you know, just following following you on social media and and seeing the way that people interact, the way that people have embraced the this whole concept of, of singing along with you with the songs. I do get a sense that probably from that live experience for you, there must be this huge outflow going on, not just with the songs you've written, but also I, I, I get the feeling that things must well up inside you as well about, you know, new ways to take your, your musical journey. Is that a reasonable thing to say?
0: Uh, Ooh,
2: um, I I have multiple answers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, as far as welling up goes, this, this funny thing has been happening where as I get older, I feel myself getting like a little more sentimental, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and when i'm singing when i'm writing when i'm performing i want to be authentic i want to be vulnerable i want to connect with that really true place within myself and be as deeply connected as possible and sometimes that means feeling that feeling the welling up of of emotions and then you know you have to still hold it together and get through the song <laughs> so that's certainly something that's um interesting when you're writing and singing and performing songs that are that are feeling personally connected what was the other part of the question
1: <laughs> no I well I think you've answered it pretty well why why don't we actually steer the conversation into the songs themselves because we started off with the title track rebirth which I think is a perfect lead in because there is that feeling that this is not just the rebirth it's a new album but also it's an opportunity to me, for you to state your case that, you know, I am, you know, this is, I am moving in this spiritual direction. And I guess the listener will move in that spiritual direction with you.
2: Yeah. And um, again, spirit is, can be a tricky word. For me, that title track, Rebirth, is, it's hopeful. It's, the, the chorus talks about well, the lyrics are, out of the hard times in life comes rebirth, out of the hard times in life we grow. And it's about finding that path forward out of hard times. And the interesting thing to me is that I wrote that song when I was writing for the Wonderland album, but I wasn't ready to record it yet. I wrote that song at a time when when I had come through a really hard time, and I didn't actually have that perfect path forward yet, but I had that moment where I believed that path was there for me. I believed the better times were ahead. So I was still kind of uh, finding that path. And that that happens for me a lot in songwriting where I can't actually a hundred percent hang on to a perfect positive place but i can glimpse it and i write a song as a roadmap to help myself find it when i
1: need to does that make any sense that makes a lot of sense i mean it's a i'm interested in the fact you say that because i guess that really comes through as the intention i mean for you the intention is a huge part of the process that you know that because you're want to be authentic in everything you do and as a songwriter that means you know waiting for the moment when it feels, you know, that this song is ready to be brought into the world. I, I just, as a listener, I mean, when I listen to that song, it's like, holy moly, you know, I can understand completely because we've all been through hard times. Some of us, by virtue of our situations, have had to face those hard times much more than others. And I think that that, I think, is the most exciting thing about your music is the way that you can actually help people who connect with it you know gain some comfort about their own situations I think that you know it's it's one of those things in life it's when you realize you're not alone that you know that that it's normal to have struggles it's really yeah
2: normal. it's normal to have struggles I think it's beautiful to know who our friends and family our community and our community are to know who we can lean on in those hard times, and also just those times when you feel alone and you're, you're not sure yet who you can lean on. You're not sure yet where that path out of the hard times is. Just to kind of, even just to somehow find that belief, that faith that things can get better, can help it just start to nudge better. It's like step one or something.
1: I think one of the, the fabulous things about this seam you're mining as far as your music is concerned is the way that it can actually connect with so many people, you know, who are struggling with, you know, trying to change habits, trying to change behaviors, trying to accept themselves. And then let's lead to our next song, struggling with the wants and needs, which we all do. I want to, <laughs> I so much want to play what I need because I I think that's, that's a huge thing, particularly in the world we live in today and I should mention to our listeners, you know, we started this conversation talking about how the Internet is, in, is interacting with all aspects of our lives. And, you, you know, there is this force of control coming from the cloud that influences everything. And, and people, you know, those influences can really affect people. I think it's nice to have someone cut through like you do and say, well, you know, you know, help me find what I need rather than what I want.
2: Ah well i mean again it's it's I've been with these some of these songs for a few years now. Some of these songs just got written in the last year. they were all recorded in the last year and a bit, and with Wonderland, I was very public through the writing and recording process of it. I shared a lot in the whole process with this album Rebirth. I kind of sequestered myself away and shared very little, so just to hear uh, I think you're actually the first person I've interviewed with since this record has gone out. it's actually not even out yet. it's out in nine days. so to hear someone else talk about these songs is really interesting for me because um yeah you, you're you're nailing it on the head you're you're getting it um it's so cool. <laughs> And you're putting them in different words than than I would put them in. So I'm just kind of like listening and kind of going, oh, wow, yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. That's cool. um, I feel like when I've sung this song live and I've said to the audience, because I've done it a few times now, and I've said things like, you know, tried to put it into a soundbite talking about, you know, what we need versus what we want. I feel like um it, it's it's hard it's hard to encapsulate the conversation that short. So without having a full hour long intro to this song <laughs> when I perform it it's hard to kind of get that across with the the audience. So yeah, the question of what we want versus what we need is so so wide. It's obviously material things, but it's it's so much more than that. I think what you were just saying about uh you know the internet and the digital world like even with 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 facebook all those little dopamine hits you get every time someone likes one of your things and get addicted to those little hits and you keep checking in because you know we get used to it but it's 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 a distraction but i i don't want to make anyone feel guilty about it and i don't even want to beat myself up about it i just want to kind of acknowledge these these little things um and it's i don't really speak specifically about the digital in the song I, it's just opening up that conversation of want and need and something for me with want and need lately has been thinking about concepts of success and selling yourself things like that like i here i am i'm releasing a record and i if I want anyone to hear the record, I have to let people know that I'm releasing a record. So I have to say, Hey world, it's me. Mm. I've got new songs. Check it out. But personally, I'm feeling very far away from wanting to be a salesperson for myself and be in the hustle of self-promotion. So it's like, I want people to magically have a, have a, a conduit of connection with with what I've made without having to <laughs> go through the process of letting people know. And um, yeah, it's it's looking for that path of sharing, sharing what I've created without it feeling salesy. I guess that's what all artists go through, right? And um, want versus need, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's what I do for a living, but I don't need to reach some super high level of success or anything like that. Um, Yeah, it's all just about connecting. Anyway, I've just said a whole bunch of words. Your turn. You talk again. (laughs)
1: Let's, Let's listen to that song just now. This is Coco La Volcone with What I Need from her wonderful new album, Rebirth. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
0: Say, follow the way, gotta lighten up my load. But I feel a fire of my desire, many stops along the road. And I don't know how to let go when I listen for my truth. I've been told I'm getting too old to blame it on my youth. How much of what I want is what I need? How much? tell me how much of what I want is what I need How much I wanna know when I push you on a path of greed So tell me how much of what I want is what I need The Buddha say to follow the way I gotta make a conscious choice To disarm no harm when i'm raising up my voice to do right every day and night let compassion be my guide i should know when it's wrong to dance along with the fire on the inside how much of what i want is what i need how much tell me how much of what i want is what i need Push it on a path of greed. I oh, wanna know, I wanna know. So tell me, how much of what I want is what I need?
1: Lavalcorn with what I need from her new album. It's entitled Rebirth. It's just about to be released. Coco Lavalcorn is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today, having a wonderful conversation about the album and her music. And you know the thing about Coco is I think this is probably what the fourth or fifth time we've actually chatted about music. But I love the depth and I love the thought that goes into this. One of the things, Coco, you were saying before we took a, a break to listen to what I need was you want your music to speak for itself. And it was almost, it would be almost more appealing if you didn't actually have to get out in there and promote the album, but promote the album we must. I did want to actually ask you about something stylistically because there's something that really comes through here is the. The R&B flavor of this song. And when I was listening to it earlier, I thought, oh, my God, it's almost like it always reminds me of Al Green. I know, you know, we're, we're talking more, you know, gospel but I'm thinking Al Green's Bell album, which was probably one of his most religious albums, but had some incredibly wonderful songs on it. Definitely check out Bell is an absolutely fantastic song. Oh. The, the whole album, the whole Bell album is beautiful. I mean, all of his stuff is beautiful, but there really, really is a, there's a fragility to the way that Al Green sings, particularly Mm. on the Bell album. And I hear that in the way that you sing on What I Need. Another song that we couldn't play today because we've actually already played it on the show is I Forgive Myself, which is Mm. kind of a similar song in that, you know, these are really deep thoughts about the way we interact in the world. And I, I really wanted to thank you for for sharing this message with the world, because I can only imagine that this is going to connect with your audience on an incredibly deep level. And, you know, we need more of this, again, especially in this world where we're almost being controlled about the way we interact with everything.
2: Well, you're making me misty. I warned you I was getting more (laughs) sentimental as I get older. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, when uh, you mentioned I forgive myself and that song, I wrote it in about an hour and ten minutes. It just kind of fell out of me, <laughs> and I think I cried the most I've ever cried writing a song when I wrote it. I cry probably half of the times I sing it. <laughs> it's uh It's a beautiful thing to forgive yourself and to uh give yourself love and to feel worthy of love, and it can be it can be hard to do. It rubs up against so many other so many other things to be talking and thinking about self forgiveness and self love.
1: Well, certainly, it, I think it's the the power of authenticity. I think it's is huge. You know, when if you people learn to be open and authentic in what they do, everything flows so much easier in those circumstances. Again. I'm now getting misty myself, <laughs> but it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great way to, it's a great way to live. And I think that this album is going to connect with people on, on such a huge level, but let's talk about the making of the album because it's got an incredible feel to it. You know, we talked about, you know, you're a skilled singer, you, you know, you're fabulous voice, uh, skilled in, you know, pop, jazz, gospel, R and B. There's a wonderful sound on the album. So tell us a little bit about the actual process you went through to create that sound that we hear on this record.
2: Cool. Okay. Um, So I guess the project started, it was July of 2018. I went out to Vancouver Island in BC I was invited to play at Vancouver Island Music Fest and I had a week and a half of open space in my calendar in front of that festival, which was miraculous because I never have an open week and a half of space in my calendar. So uh, there was there's a friend out there, Corwin Fox, who has a studio in Cumberland, BC. And we've been friends for probably a decade now. And we'd always wanted to work together at some point and I had been feeling creatively blocked at at home. Not mega mega blocked. I, I just hadn't gotten the flow of of writing songs at home. I was kind of touring Wonderland and then I'd come home and recoup and then go away again and anyway. So basically I booked myself twelve days of hanging out with Corwin Fox in Cumberland, BC before the festival I was traveling to. And I was calling it like a a writer's retreat. And I also arranged for my band members, uh, my drummer John Foster and my bass player Connor Walsh to come four and a half days early before the festival started. And what I thought was we were going out there just to write songs and Corwin Fox was ready in his studio just in case I wanted to record an idea so I get there day one and I said to Corwin I said ah buddy I'm so glad I'm out here I'm super creatively blocked I got nothing and he said yeah okay I understand that's cool but you probably have some little bits right why don't you play me your little bits Then I started digging around in the various journals and recording voice memo apps on all of my different (laughs) things. And it turned out that I had like, you know, 25 or 30 bits. And he said, Coco, you have a record here. (laughs) You just just need to finish writing these songs and, you know, whatever. So to make a long story long... (laughs) (laughs) we uh, started recording the next day and started putting some grooves down and getting some shells and some vibes going. And that that got me writing and working on, you know, oh, this song needs a verse. So this song, I need to tweak the chorus. This song needs a bridge. Uh, John and Connor showed up. We started putting bed tracks down for these songs. By the time the festival came, we had already started recording, I think, 14 songs. <laughs> and um, and then I realized, oh, goodness, I need to make my record in BC. So uh, luckily, the BC government has a grant where they, out-of-province artists, can record in BC. And I applied, and I got the grant, and I went back to BC four more times. And I brought... Um, my Ontario keyboard player, Ewan Farncomb out as well on one of those trips. John, Connor, and Ewan, they all sing as well. I also hired BC arranger Aaron Joyce to arrange some strings and horns. Also worked with uh, Nick LaRiviere on some other horn arrangements. Uh, hired a whole bunch of BC string and horn players and basically just did everything <laughs> um, yeah got any questions <laughs>
1: I could talk forever well about the no that well you know one of the things one of the things I love is the is the way the way the band sings with you oh, I mean that I, love they, you know, oh, the, I love it you know that their vocals uh, their backing vocals are just so gently understated which again I think brings that whole fragility through that you hear on a lot of the tracks. I mean, it's it sounds quite special. I, you know, you gave me my goosebump moment when you were talking about the the way that you know Corwin gave you the space to to work on this. And, yeah,
2: know. it was really incredible working with Corwin on this project and all of the musicians that were involved. Yeah, John and Connor and Ewan. I feel really lucky to have them as players in my band. I think there's a lot of cases where you have a band where, hey, there's four of us in this band and we're all equal band members. We're a band. And then you also have a lot of cases where there's a solo artist and they're working with side musicians who are hired hands who are less involved on a personal level. And then there are those cases, and I'm I'm not the only one, there are those cases where you have a solo artist who gets to work with some band members who feel more personally involved than just hired hands, you know? And that's definitely the case. I mean, these guys, I call them my dream team all the time. We've sung so much together over the last few years that, that those, those inflections and that blend, it comes really, really easily. And it feels, uh, just feels great singing with them.
1: <laughs> Let's go back to the album and play another track. I'd like to play The Keeper which is another beautiful song. Tell us a little bit about this one.
2: (sighs) um, this is possibly the song I struggled with the most for the record. (laughs) I I guess it's because the lyrics are again, pretty vulnerable. Um, this song talks about self care and that's just another tricky thing to talk about and sing about. Um, it kind of touches upon guilt, like those kinds of things. Like, sure, I'm supposed to put the oxygen mask on myself first, because then I'll be able to help the people around me. I get that. But if I'm sitting there beside someone, and I know they need an oxygen mask, like, of course, I'm going to want to put it on them first. Or if I acknowledge that I'm supposed to put it on me first, I'm going to deal with layers of guilt surrounding that so this song yeah talks about that stuff
1: <laughs> let's listen to that just now this is coco love alcone with the keeper from her great new album rebirth you're listening to folk roots radio and i'm jan hall
0: Good to show the world you care, but save a little something for the end of the day or show.
1: It's Coco Love Alcorn with The Keeper from her new album, Rebirth. It's just about to be released. Coco Love Alcorn's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're actually talking by video call, which is wonderful (laughs) because when you're talking to someone like Coco Love Alcorn, it's just so cool to be actually be able to look at her at the same time as uh, chat about this incredible record that she's just about to to put out. It, It truly is fabulous. One of the things that's come out of our conversation so far, Coco, is the is the vulnerability that, you know, came through in creating these songs. We've talked a little bit about the actual process of recording them. I want to talk about the live experience because I sense that those live experiences are starting to become moments in their own right. I know that you've really collected a, a fan base that not just loves to come to your shows, but actually has developed into choirs in different places Uh, Singing your songs, and I think there are uh, choirs that actually have sung your songs when you haven't been uh, out touring in those areas. So, tell us a little bit about the live experience. I know you toured Wonderland pretty extensively, you're just about to release Rebirth. You've got shows in Ontario, Uh, you're into Nova Scotia, you're out to Alberta. And again, if people want to check all of the dates, because I know you when you do tour, you like to make sure that you get out as much as you can, uh, head to com. That's where you can check things out.
2: I definitely love, 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 love connecting in the moment, with the moment, connecting with an audience, um, trying to be connected with my true self in those moments, I love improvisation. I guess, like I started in jazz, so I definitely did lots of like vocal improvisation, like scatting, like that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> there's always, there's always been lots of uh, that from like when I was a teen. I explored uh, a lot of, uh, let's say, jazz genre improvisation, but to me. For the last 20-some-odd years, improvisation has meant a lot beyond scatting. It's meant basically just being willing to follow the moment. So sometimes that means we make up a song or make up two songs. Sometimes that means, like any performer, you're just interacting with the audience. If someone says something, you're willing to engage with them in that moment. I've built some of the songs to be pretty open. So some of the songs, my band knows, hey, like this is the chorus, this is the second verse, this is the bridge, but just be on your toes because Coco could do anything at any moment. (laughs) But uh, some of the songs ask for a much simpler approach. And some of the songs that I've written ask me to set aside my improvisational spirit and just sing the song. So um, there's songs that we just sing a cappella in three-part harmony. There's songs that I invite the audience to sing along on and I'll teach them vocal parts. Yes, choirs in lots of towns have been singing my songs the last few years, which has been amazing. So there's a lot of shows I'll do now where Sometimes I'll invite a choir to collaborate with me on stage. Sometimes I'll be at a show and there will happen to be members of a choir in the audience and I don't even know about it. So I'll start a song and I'll get to the chorus and people already know it and they start singing along in harmony and I go, whoa, this is so cool. I guess what you can definitely expect at a Coco show is I will show up (laughs) and I will sing some songs that I've written. And I guess the main things I think about when I perform, I've always had these three different, uh, I don't know if you want to call them characters or spirits in mind when I perform. But here are the the main three that I always think of. One, I'm the hostess of a dinner party. And I want everyone to feel like I've opened the door, I've welcomed them, they're all invited, and it's my job as hostess to make everyone at the dinner party feel comfortable and connected. Help them find a way to connect in the moment. And I think I get that from my dad, for sure. He is also a singer, songwriter, and performer, and he's always had a very, like, he is the king of being the classiest consummate host. Another character I think of is I'm the surfer. So that's the improvisational element. Like as as the hostess of the dinner party, I may have come in with a bit of a plan, but as the surfer, I am the improviser that's willing to be flexible and go with the flow of the moment and adjust the plan or throw the plan out the window if that's what the moment calls for. And then the third character or spirit that I am is I am the pilot of the airplane. So with that willingness to answer the moment and improvise means that sometimes you might hit a little bit of a turbulent moment, an unexpected bump, something crazy might happen. I want everyone in the room on the airplane to feel confident in me as their pilot to know that we may hit turbulence, but I will land us safely. We will get there.
1: (laughs) You put that beautifully. I, I love that. The hostess and what was the second one again? The surfer. The surfer, the hostess, the surfer, and the pilot. That is just a, a fabulous way of putting it. And, and I guess you can't help but be authentic in a situation like that because you say it's all about the moment. And the people that come to your shows get in the moment with you. With mm-hmm. songs like this, you know, with What I Need, I Forgive Myself, or talking about Rebirth, there's huge opportunity for transformation for people. I just find that so exciting. And I guess a lot of that does go back to the gospel you know gospel music. I was thinking of revival meetings when I was preparing for this interview because there is that feeling that you know the neat thing about this is it's music, it's spiritual, but it isn't necessarily saying this is the path. religion as such is not that much into the songs it's it's really allowing people to to guide their own path with you as the pilot.
2: Yeah, I like to think of it as. You know, like I said off the top, it's tricky to find language for me to talk about the spirit. I find it's easier to feel it or to sing about it than talk about it. But, you know, when forced to talk about it, I like to think of it as um, an open-sourced spirit-connected possibility. I mean, that's, that's really all music. Anytime anyone listens to any music, it's an opportunity it's it's like music is an invitation to connect with yourself and connect with the moment, and I think nature is that as well. Nature and music are both our our partners that are there for us for uh, trying to access spirit connectedness.
1: No, that's perfect. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk today. Again, Cokalavalkon's new album Rebirth is just about to be released. She's going to be on tour in Ontario. She's going out to Nova Scotia. She's in in Alberta this fall, but I know there will be a lot more dates coming up. Go to CocoLoveAlcorn.com for all the information on what's happening and go to one of those shows because if, like me, you love the idea of being authentic and being open and sharing an experience, a Coco Love Alcorn show is definitely an experience. Coco, I wanted to thank you again. That was such a pleasure. (laughs)
2: Thanks, Jan. Way always nice.
1: We're going to finish with a song to sing, which is this a song that would close a show? It's you and the ukulele.
2: I don't think it's closed a show yet, but it certainly <laughs> could. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's another one that came. Uh, I wrote it out in Cumberland, BC when I was out there on one of those five trips recording out there. And uh, it actually loosely came out of uh, a a song that I had written for my daughter when she was a baby. I had written her a song that, uh, how did it go? Oh,
0: yeah. Every night will bring a brand new day, a brand new day, a brand new day. Every
2: night will bring a brand new day. Tomorrow's just a sleep (laughs) away. and that sounds nothing like a song to sing <laughs> but um i was remembering that uh that little verse of that lullaby that i had written for her when she was like 6 months old and and it it led me in the direction of of writing this song i thought i want to write something that that has that same simplicity as that song that i wrote for baby ellie but it It's for, it's not just a lullaby for babies or kids. It's just for everyone. So this, this, uh, this song, every person has got a light, every person. It's got a very different melody and even different words. But I think it's just that, that it's the everything it's everyone. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's a perfect way to finish. Coco Love with a song to sing from her wonderful new album, Rebirth. And remember, definitely get to a Coco show. Thanks again, Coco.
2: Thanks, Jan.
1: You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
0: Every person has got a light Every person has got a light Look with your heart and see how bright Every person has got a light, has got a light. Every bird got a song to sing. Every bird got a song to sing. Whether grounded or taking wing, every bird got a song to sing. Got a song to sing ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Every tree Takes time to grow Every tree Takes time to grow If you want a forest Then you should know A tree takes time to grow, takes time to grow Every dream is a wish and well Every dream is a wish and well And a treasure you don't ever sell Every dream is a wish and well Is a wish and well Every person got a song to sing Every person got a song to sing, whether grounded or taking wing. Every person got a song to sing, got a song to sing.